Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Pat podcast number 969, November 28th, 2022. 58 degrees was the high on this day. That was in 1941. And we're a long way from being shut out of the 60s yet. Mm. We'll have some 60s coming up. And 21 below on this day in 1887. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. You have a great Thanksgiving. Great. Let's move on. The uh, <laughs> turkey's overrated. I'm done with it. I don't like it. You also don't like gravy. I don't eat gravy. But I, I will say this. On Thanksgiving. I will say this. I will say this. I think amazing things can be done with dressing, and then the dressing in and of itself can become a meal. I agree with that. Huh? I agree uh-huh. with that. A little, a little a dressing and maybe a salad. A lot of carbs, though. Bing, bing, who cares? <laughs> uh, now I'm going to clear up the World Cup for you. World Cup soccer. You got the fever? Uh, a lot of people uh, a lot of people in this country say this is a joke. You're just pretending to like it. And then the people who like it say you don't understand it. Uh, and I think it's a cliche on both sides of the issue. I think it just is what it is. It's a, it's a great socialist game. Not much happens. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, uh, I can tell you the answer. Uh, maybe Kenny has his answer. I can tell you why soccer's not a big deal in this country. Okay. Well, I want to know if anyone else knows why it's not a big I deal. I am not a fan of the sport. I bet well, you know why. Well, it's stupid, Joe. It's it's a dumb game. Okay. It's 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 stupid. All you have to do is run and kick. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's not popular in this country because this country's best athletes don't play it. That's a good point. Now think about if Patrick Mahomes played soccer. LeBron James. LeBron James. Right. Uh, Michael Jordan. Sure. Uh, what if uh, Josh Allen? Uh, uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. If they played soccer, you'd be on the edge of your seat. That's a good point. There's your answer. I do like the idea of There's your answer. every country competing against one another. I'm just not a fan of soccer. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not a fan of these human rights violators even being in the tournament. That's uh, that's also a good point. <laughs> well, they want to. Iran wants to kick us out. Yeah. Why don't we have a final? Why don't we just cut to a final between Russia and North Korea? There we go. And just get it over with. <laughs> but there's your answer. No need to debate it or uh, uh, linger over it. Plus, you can't even have a cold pop while you're watching it in Qatar. The answer is. Our best athletes don't play soccer. That's right. They play other sports. They play real football. I do love the precious ones that want to look down on us for not appreciating the sport. Well, that's a cliche. Yeah. Uh, It's a cliche to pretend you like it and you're interested in it. And it's a cliche to pretend that you're not interested in it. It is what it is. It's a world-renowned, famous game. But in other countries... The best athletes gravitate towards soccer. Mm-hmm. In this country, our best athletes play baseball and football and basketball and hockey. That's right. There you are. That, you know why? That's where the money is. Yeah, I'll say. That's where the money is. You got a lot on your spindle today? 
I saved one article from the past week to chat about in the old mayor's office in Garage Logic. I could have saved many, but many of them had to do with the climate, as you might expect. Uh, and this one does uh, peripherally. It, it was from the Saturday Star Tribune. And it was the play story in this most recent Saturday, Saturday, November 26th, Star Tribune. City shifts gears on EV stations, uh, electric vehicle charging. And basically what we learned is that Minnesota building codes uh, uh, prohibit. Well, let me let me just read it so I get it correctly. A Minnesota building code code official told the city that a provision well starts off by saying the people who live in all these little boxes of apartments mm-hmm. with because they're going to save the earth that way they don't they're now crying in their soup because they can't charge their little electric oh, vehicle which is going to save the earth yeah and then we learned that a minnesota building code official told the city that a provision in state law prohibits cities from adopting an ordinance to require building components or systems that differ from those in state building code. The new Minneapolis ordinance violates that provision because the Minneapolis people, not really knowing the, the left hand in Minneapolis doesn't know what the right hand is doing, they go ahead and adopt a new building code to throw up the charging stations, and the state says, wait a minute, you can't do that because <laughs> the two codes have to be uh, in harmony. The new Minneapolis ordinance violated that provision, the official said, even though the state building code says nothing about electric vehicles. So in October, Minneapolis amended the ordinance. Now, instead of requiring wiring and charges in new garages, it's trying to lure developers to add them with incentives. The state pushback was a surprise at Stacey Miller, a Minneapolis sustainability program coordinator oh boy you're, you're paying oh, for that that's a big that. title yeah well all the big cities have them now shouldn't that have a foghorn yeah a lot of time was spent on the initial ordinance she said well what else did you have to do stacy you're a <laughs> sustainability coordinator a lot of time was spent on the initial ordinance she said and the vast shortage of electrical of ev charging stations in multifamily buildings must be addressed we must do something Rump. about Rump. this. Most often, the developer seems unwilling unwilling to include EV infrastructure. The code conflict is not unique to Minnesota, said Ben Rabe, project manager at New Buildings Institute at Portland, Oregon, nonprofit focused on building codes. <laughs> well, huh? that'd be exciting to wait, wait for, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Across the country, local governments are plotting how to meet greenhouse gas reduction goals and wading into a gray area in many state building codes on just who has jurisdiction over adding EV charging station infrastructure. It just, I say that because it, it struck me as childish. <laughs> just uh, completely childish. Uh, you know, we, we're doing our part. We don't want to own a home. We think that's patriarchal and white, and we're going to live in this little shit-ass apartment building. <laughs> and, and then we have to have our little uh, electric cars to plug in, but you didn't put the charger in for us. Hold up. And okay. it's your fault. And, and that's not our fault. No. It's not our fault that we didn't plan ahead or think about it. 
It's just that you have to come up with this now because we're doing the right thing. It's all a bunch of BS. <laughs> and I can't take it anymore. I thought the week off would help me not be able to take it. Now you're all to, up I can't again. take it anymore. It's all such nonsense. I have to say, Oh, boy, careful. Bless you. Bless you. He's all worked up. I don't even know where to take this. That was the only reason I saved it, is to point out that I think it's just childish. Euphorians never link. I know why it's... They not only can't link... They refuse to link when it's right in front of their face. They not only can't link... Like a sneeze. They don't even consider linking. Mm -hmm. They're like kids. They, They say, hey, I got a new big wheel. Oh, but it's raining on. I can't ride it today. Make it stop raining. Well, <laughs> what the hell do you people fault. want? <laughs> and I know why it has you worked up. Hmm. Because you see this as the tip of the iceberg with problems like this that we've now instituted with government regulation, right? Oh, the tip. No, the government regulations have long been out of control. But you're seeing this is a whole new, I guess, a whole new tip. Mm-hmm. You you called it childish, and I'd like to expand on that because not only are you right about that, but I think the entire movement and supporters behind this whole climate change thing are childish. Absolutely. I, I mean, absolutely. For example, Greta Thunberg is suing Sweden. Oh, well, and but and she's literally a child, and she's a child. Yeah. Uh, letter to the editor on Sunday. Talking about uh, NASA and uh, the uh, Artemis program and how the, they're spending almost $100 billion. This right. small little letter to the editor. I read this, yeah. A- and the small little letter, you know, he's making some good points, yeah. uh, Nick from Roseville. But then the last sentence <laughs> made me laugh. And I'm wondering if if this letter is a joke or if he's, he's r- real here. Last line, wouldn't it be a better use of funds to address the immediate crisis of climate change? Yeah, he had me until that line. (laughs) I think he's joking. That's got to be a joke, right? Because the guy had a good point. You know, why are we we spending hundreds of billions of dollars to go back to the moon? Right. There's nothing there. We've been there. Right. Why don't we spend the money instead on the fact that we're all going to die? I'm reading along going, you tell them, Nick. Go get them. Yeah. Get him, boy. Yeah. And then it's, hold up. Wait a minute. And then <laughs> crash. And, and and I just propose to you that almost all these people are childish. Mm-hmm. So in in terms of the, the article that you're you're putting out there, because I, I encountered someone um similar to this. I'm wondering if a lot of these people that thought, well, I gotta live in the urban sustainable core and I gotta buy the condo and I gotta buy the EV. Do they all have buyer's remorse now, realizing that, well, these policies, they suck, but I still want to adhere to and toe the company line? You're aware of what's taking place in China right now. Boy, I'll say. The uh, citizens, with great justification, are taking to the streets and trying to unshackle themselves from this dreadful communist rule and control. And apparently the COVID lockdowns have been just horrible for them. Uh, they literally can't get food or uh, medicine and blocks at a time get locked down and people get locked in their hovels and they can't go anywhere. And they're taking to the streets and they're calling for Xi's resignation and they're pounding their fists and at great risk to their health, at great risk to their bodily 
health. They're going to get beat up by the cops. And, and, but if I, I, I just think if enough of them continue to take to the streets, maybe they could win. If, if, if literally hundreds of millions of them took to the street, they could win. And, and I'm bringing this up because I wonder, will it reach that point in this country where millions and millions of Americans, this is down the road, maybe not as far as we think, but will millions and millions of Americans have to be taking to the streets to put an end to these draconian climate change measures and say, we've had it, we've had it, quit telling me where I can plug something in, I can't plug something in, I don't want to drive a government-mandated car. Yes, you keep looking at me. I, but I, well, go ahead, Kenny. Go ahead. I don't think they will until they're forced to. But it's coming. Uh, yeah, but you're putting a lot of faith in Americans for being proactive. Well, and, then, uh, then we're just going to lay down and just get trampled. You're right. but also assuming it's, that exactly. a lot of people in this country think that COVID is over. So yeah. coming out of the holidays, should parents expect schools to shut down? I don't know, uh, uh, Margaret. I'm not sure. When, when you talk about shutting down schools, there's always... The collateral That's also radioactive. <laughs> exactly. There's always the collateral issue. So you have to balance, and you do it in real time, depending upon the viral load of disease in your region, whether, you know, the upper northeast may be quite different from the southwest, from the, from the, from the Pacific coast, from Stop the upper it. northwest. I've stopped listening to him a long time ago. The problem is I don't, not I don't people dislike have. him or like him. I just, I, he just is what he is, and I... I've moved on. I can't. Uh... Well, of course, you have. I have. Kenny has. And a lot of people have. But there's also a lot of people that have not. This was Dr. Fauci on Face the Nation yesterday. Yeah, he's a great propaganda writer, <clears throat> isn't he? Kelly Duran, founder and principal of Bloomington-based Duran Group, declined to comment on the new EV incentive. He cautioned that the city must balance the need for affordable housing with the cost of EV infrastructure and estimated that pre-wiring each stall costs three grand to five grand. Some Minneapolis officials, however, said the cost more likely is two grand to four grand. Oh, so the children are going to argue about that. Uh, nevertheless, Duran Group has moved ahead on its own. The company decided a few years ago to add electrical components to 20% of garage stalls and its new construction allowing EV chargers to be installed. Uh, he said the company has wired a handful of upscale developments, including the Expo Complex in the Marcy Holmes neighborhood. The wired stalls aren't filled up yet, but they will be. He said, it's coming, he said. I think there's just a given, and we just wanted to be prepared for that. So basically rich people now will be fighting over who gets the garage stall with the EV charger. Never mind that the whole sustainable movement was designed ostensibly to accommodate people who aren't rich. Right? Oh, it's just so delicious. It's a a bleep show. This whole thing (laughs) is a complete bleep show. If I was the developer um, and me being a creep, I would put the EV parking stalls furthest away from the units that they live in. For instance, <laughs> um, if you live on the first floor, uh, y- your parking stall would be, what, 
fifth floor in the basement. I mean, the longest possible distance you have to walk, not only to the elevator, but to get to your unit, just just because I'm a creep. Well, it'll probably get to the point where you, you won't be able to use a, a gasoline car in these yeah, compounds. You can't drive them in you the garage. You can't drive into the garage. Right. If it's going to burn down, damn it, we're going to burn it down with an electric car, not you your know, car. You know why they won't let them in, because they're uh, what, what, what are these gas-powered cars doing, Joe? They're killing the earth. They're spewing. They're spewing. Yeah, they're, they're spewing. spewing. Yeah. And so uh, more and more government involvement is inevitable uh, that the taxpayers will probably have to begin footing the bill Mm -hmm. for the installation of the charging stations, just as the government is subsidizing the purchase of the electric vehicles, just as the government, much to my disappointment with the automobile manufacturers, is forcing this on you, is forcing you to drive a government car. So That's all minute. these things are, government cars. So what you're saying, Such, is if you buy or live in a home, uh, a family home in South you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul, wherever, and you drive a couple of gas-powered vehicles, you're still going to be paying for the charging stations? I predict for these? so. Yes, yeah. I predict yeah. so. Well, of course you're right. Yeah. yeah. Just so, imagine, though. Imagine uh, that world. But this really caught my eye because with the— the childishness of it struck home. We've we've elected the wrong people. Uh, we will continue to because no sane person wants any part of this. You need to change that phrase. What? In this state, we've re-elected the wrong people. Yeah, we've re-elected <laughs> the same people. <laughs> yes, and, and it's never going to change because they're very excitable adult children and they grasp the latest fad and the latest fad is the government mandated electric vehicles so they they encourage those and they and then they the fad they had before that was throwing up as many of these soviet style square ugly apartment buildings as possible uh to keep you near the uh, light rail tracks and some of them have garages into which you can will let you drive an electric car but oh my god no we forgot about the charging stations okay we'll get the taxpayers to put those in it's just a never ending a series of incompetencies because we've just elected or reelected the wrong people so and the right people don't want to run nope is the electricity that's being used is that free or is he yeah, just comes right out of the wall? Just comes out of the wall, Kenny, right out yeah. of that outlet. You don't have to pay for that. Oh, oh, okay. That comes right out of the wall. Speaking of the, oh. uh, the, the wow. people being reelected, uh, Mr. Hauser had Keith Ellison on his show yesterday at issue. And Tom <clears throat> was very, obviously, very polite, as he is always, and then asked him about the food fraud scandal and mm-hmm. how his office is going to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And, Keith's response was just straight out of the left's playbook. Boilerplate. Oh, we have we have new systems in place. Yeah, sure you see do. that. Well, this won't happen. I kept waiting for him to say, "Give me something here." How how are you going to reassure me, Keith, that this isn't going to happen again? And it he, he gave me nothing. That won the center of the American Experiments Golden Turkey Award. Good. The food fraud scandal. Good. Yeah. As well, it should. And Heather Mueller stepped down. Uh, from the head of the Department of Education, a Walls appointee, and uh, has yet to comment to the press. Oh, I wonder. Denied an interview. She's probably going to speak at some point later on, right? But there you have it, folks. You live in your little uh, box apartment, and it's just wonderful. and, uh, uh, And you have an electric car. Well, you just hang on, 
because uh, the taxpayers haven't gotten to you yet. We'll uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll plug you in there as soon as we can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Don't we'll worry. change those building codes too. How dare they have created a building code in 1948 that didn't take into account these damn electric vehicles? Oh, and meanwhile, while you're waiting for that uh, free electricity, you might want to check your mailbox because there's been a uh, a recall on your Tesla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eighty thousand of them going back to the. Are factory. you serious? Yeah. Wow. I had to do some work uh, this past week regarding. My uh, will and estate plan. You did? I had to make sure where it was and if it's up to date. Anything we need to be worried about? No, no, okay, no, but I'm re- I'm uh, just echoing what Eckberg Lammers can do for you, which is to create an estate plan. And if you don't think you need one, think again, because when you at last pass from our midst, you don't want to leave a mess for your family. You want everything to work out smooth. You want your, uh, you want your belongings and your... Uh, your desires to avoid the court system, to avoid probate, and Eckberg Lammers will take care of that. They've been doing it for more than 70 years with a team that specializes in estate planning. We all have stuff, and unfortunately, we're all going to die. And if you don't have a plan in place, the courts are going to decide everything for you. That's why the estate planning team at Eckberg Lammers can help you make sure your estate will transition smoothly, and that's the way you want. Make an appointment with Eckberg Lammers and take care of this today. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit Eckberg Lammers at eckberglammers.com slash will. We were out of town for a couple of days, but boy, when we got back, I was looking forward to my water system. That's right. My Connecticut water system, the drinking water system I had installed just a couple of months ago. I can't believe how much I missed it when we were out of town, but boy, bad water can affect almost every aspect of your home, and that includes your drinking water. And that's why my friends from Hofferman Water are here to get that situation rectified. They offer sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems, like I said, the drinking water systems, but also water softeners and iron rust and odor filtration systems. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply cannot do. It's going to cut down on your salt usage, but it's also going to protect your appliances. You get that new system from Connecticut and Hofferman, and your showers are better. So was your laundry and, of course, your drinking water. So do me a favor and get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today. I have been a cu- customer of theirs for quite some time and very satisfied, and you will be too. Call them today, 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040. Or you can see everything that they have to offer online at HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them that you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Beamers, we call them, Husqvarna, Honda, Yamaha, Can-Am. Moon Motorsports has those brands, the brands you need right now. And if you buy a brand new motorcycle from Moon Motorsports, they're going to give you free winter storage or free delivery to your Minnesota location. Uh, You can see the many brands and explore all the options at moonmotorsports.com. Uh, they had a big Black Friday sale last Friday. How'd it go? Were you there? I, I hope you, I, hoping you were because uh, you saved 
You save money on parts, apparel, gear by the hour. So I'm really proud of you for showing up for the, for that. And uh, one of you, or maybe even more of you than one, one, uh, one of three Polaris Sportsman 110 youth size ATVs for the kiddos. It's not too late to stop in and pick one up. Moon Motorsports uh, took delivery on a whole bunch of these units. And boy, you want to make that kiddo happy. Roll that thing in in the middle of the night. Put it right under the Christmas tree. They will love It's basically a bribe. That's what it is. They're <laughs> just going to have to be good kids from uh, from this point forward if you give them one of those. Moon Motorsports, our Minnesota motorcycle ATV side-by-side and service parts and sales provider right there uh, in Monticello, south side of 94, west of 25, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Hi, Joe. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. you. This is regarding uh, the town council. Okay. And we have a big gathering this Wednesday. Yes, we do. I've been a GLer since the early days of the show, and now many of my friends are. This is only the second time that I've emailed you. Actually, you read my first email. Uh, that was at an outdoor event. Uh, I guess, oh, he showed a, a guy who showed up on a motorcycle how to get the podcast. Now for the reason that I'm emailing you today. I am a hobby woodworker, and every Christmas I make presents for family, friends, and the like. This year's gift, now help me follow this. This year's gift is ice cream scoops. Okay. He's going to make his own. I'll purchase the stainless steel scoops and turn the handles on a lathe using a variety of woods in various shapes. With the scoop on one end of the handle, I want to inlay something on the other end. After racking my brain, I decided to go with wheat pennies. That would make the scoops unique for many others. And wheat pennies are pretty cool by themselves. Not only that, most young people today have probably never even seen a wheat penny. Years ago, I would toss them in a jar thinking that someday they would be worth a lot of money. Does that sound familiar? Hmm. Unfortunately, I can't find the jar. My guess would be that one of the kids I used to have found the jar and spent the pennies or traded them for baseball cards. This is where you come in. You've talked about your collection. I'm assuming you have quite a few. My proposal is that I buy 50 pennies from you for whatever price you ask. Really? Okay, I want $5 a piece. <laughs> okay, come on. <laughs> no, why don't I just give the guy 50 pennies? Sure. Unfortunately, wheat pennies are worth a penny. Uh, whatever price you ask, it also puts you on the recipient list for a scoop. <gasps> I'm fairly confident. Cool. I'm fairly confident that you like a good bowl of ice cream. What GLer doesn't? I will be at the first ever town council meeting in River Falls, and we can swing the deal at that time if you like. Once the scoops are done, I'll ship yours to you. Never afraid and always pushing back, Kevin from Prescott. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do, Kevin. I'm not going to sell them to you. You can, in exchange for a scoop, why don't I just bring a pocket full of wheat pennies and you can have Love them. It. And you won't remember. You, you, I, I actually am making a note to myself. <laughs> it's a post-it to put on the well, dash? I'll have to, I'll, this will have to be transferred to a post-it note, which then goes on the dashboard. Got it. Right. So uh, let me clarify. Uh, the Garage Logic first ever members only meeting. The Garage Logic Town Council is going to hold their first, our first ever Town Council members only meeting this Wednesday, November 30th from 4 to 6 30 p.m. It's going to happen at Tattersall Distillery in River Falls, Wisconsin. 
You can join the GL crew for complimentary appetizers starting at 4 p.m. with a Garage Logic podcast to follow at 5. This event is only open to town council members, and members that wish to attend need to RSVP in the town council member platform at garagelogic.com. If you're not a member and want to be at this exclusive and official meeting, it's not a problem. Just sign up right now for the town council at garagelogic.com and then RSVP for the event. Hard to believe, but we'll see you in two days at Tattersall in River Falls. I love this so much, and here's why. If you'd like to get 50 wheat pennies from the mayor, why don't you email him with a proper exchange and he'll meet you in the Hubbard parking lot. Yeah. Uh, who is bringing me? Rookie. We Kenny and I decided that um, we we're going to task Rookie with that. Okay. Am I still the only person on staff worried about what kind of show we're going to put on there? Yes, I think you so. are. Yeah, I think you are. We're not talking about your taxes. Nope. We're not talking about Trump. We're not talking about walls. We're not talking pandemic. I, You know what I do like, though? What was this gentleman's name? Kevin from Prescott. I love that he does something cool like this as Christmas gifts, because I'm assuming these are kids of his and whatnot, because they're going to remember that, things like that. that that's really cool. I, 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 I take like it that. the penny will be at the top of the scoop handle. Oh, the tip. Uh, so an in, in inlaid, meaning he, he's probably doing it in such a way that you can see both sides of the wheat penny. Sure. So uh, that's cool. Instead of pennies, bring quarters because I think my activity, my planned activity, is we're going to play the Ding. world's biggest quarters <laughs> game. The, the biggest and, what? And, and I'm sure Such has never played quarters. Quarters? Yeah. But since uh, you're not driving, uh, I think it'll be okay for you to play quarters. Okay, I'll play quarters. Do you have a quarter on you, Reavers? I don't, unfortunately. Because we could, it'd be fun to get Joe uh, on he, cam practicing. Knowing his coordination skills, he is he will be easily the world's you have, worst quarters game. Do you have a quarter on you? I do not. Uh, Tom's listening. Hustle downstairs, Tom, with a cup and a quarter so we can teach Such how to play quarters. I am puzzled, as I often am, okay. by the state of the world. What am I missing uh, on the push to legalize marijuana in Minnesota? What am I missing? Well, the fact that it's, I don't know, 20 years too late. That, is that a good place to start? I, I'm uh, trying that to this decide. this is the state where nothing uh, is, is allowed. allowed? Yeah, but I'm trying to decide if I can overcome the hypocrisy of these people. It's being pushed for by the left. It's being pushed for by the same people who recoiled in horror if they ever saw anyone light a cigarette. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, no, I, I'm going to stop you right there. All right. Uh, I think both sides are pushing for it. It's just the police unions and the far right politicians who are against it because they're following their Bible thumping uh, voters. Well, but I, 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 everybody's you know, in favor of this. I'm walking a delicate line here. I, I have no personal animosity to marijuana, but I don't understand why it's it's so. That'll give you lung cancer as fast as a cigarette. Well, from what I read recently, I, I guess now I'm jumping over to your side uh, quicker than a cigarette. Well, have you ever remember <laughs> from your, what I read last week? Well, remember your joint days. The, the tars and oils just oozed out of that sucker. Uh, you called it, you used to call it res. Resin. Res, exactly. The resins were you stick to your fingers and it was <laughs> oozing out. And the same people who 
demanded that we throw up billboards and we attacked the camel on a pack of camels and we and we we banned smoking in buildings and we uh, stigmatized anyone who went outside and had a cigarette these are the same people now who are excited to legalize marijuana and they, I, they my <laughs> position is i don't get it they would come back at you and say it's all about the edibles now joe they don't smoke at all they take them in uh, other forms, either in food or candy or whatever. I I I get that it's a it's BS to throw a kid in jail because he had some crumbs in his pocket. I, I get that. Let's not do that. But do you really want a state of, especially in this state, where he, you want people stoned out of their minds driving around? But what about the um, argument where they're going to do it anyway? Yeah, they already are. Everybody has a story about, I smell weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I do. I mean, I pull up to a stop, uh, pull up to an intersection in the summer uh, in the urban core here, the sustainable urban core, and you just almost can get knocked out with the If smell. you want to get on a side, hop on the police side, because uh, isn't it still hard to test for, other than looking at eyeballs? Yeah, and there is go- no test. And, and I got going to get a blood test? I got news for you. We don't hold a candle to Florida. You smelled a lot of weed? Oh, boy, did I ever. <laughs> okay, okay. Is it I, legal I, there? I forgot. To, I was going to look y- that up. GLers, I, I hope, understand my uh, my dilemma. What I'm merely suggesting is... Uh, I, I watched, uh, you know, Mike Cerisi become enriched for suing tobacco, big tobacco. But big marijuana is okay. Big marijuana is fine. It'll I don't make know you as that, sick as cigarettes. I don't know that big marijuana as a corporation exists, does oh, it? It might. We're pushing for the... Uh, we're we're pushing for it as a business. We're we're desperate to have it become right. big but marijuana. We don't have like a, per, a Phillips Morris per se. Do not, we? Not of marijuana yet. I, I don't know that we do. I don't think so. Uh, it is legal in Florida for medicinal purposes, but is, not uh, okay. Now maybe I'm. Uh, are we are we legalizing it here for medicinal purposes or and or recreational purposes? Both. Uh, this would be recreational. Yeah, yeah. but it, it already is legal for medicinal purposes. A- and yeah, you can already my, you can already get the gummies. No, I know. To the best of my understanding, this is is not restricted to gummies. This will be the the joint you can roll up on a. On, Cigarette paper. Right, and if it's like any other, the other states that have legalized it, you can also grow a small amount for mm-hmm. your own use. I can already take you past a couple of houses where I know I can just see through the window that it's being grown. <laughs> I, I'm not naive. I, I know it's all around us, and I know it's popular, but uh, I just find it, uh, again... Uh, the world childish almost comes into play because really the same players who were so active in the anti-cigarette movement are now the players uh, the most enthusiastic to legalize marijuana. There's a big piece in the uh, opinion pages today of the Star Tribune by Ryan Winkler, who for years was a, a, a DFL leader in the Minnesota House. He, he's resigned to run for, uh, I believe he ran for Hennepin County attorney uh, and did not win. 
we got Mary Moriarty instead. Oh boy! And so you 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 have the right attorney for legalized marijuana. She ain't gonna prosecute anybody for dope. So uh, here it comes. Here, I mean, it's it's gonna happen. Well, I think I know. And I'm just I wonder if it's one of those uh, developments that falls under the rubric of be careful what you wish for. Well, and I think. Maybe. So Alpha News had a cartoon, and I just pulled it up on in uh, yesterday's publication or online publication. And it was the family of four, mm-hmm. and it w- they were in a pit of quicksand. Yeah. And it says, you know, food cost, high crime, poor education, inflation, gas prices. And then above is walls with the poster board, and it says DFL priorities, legalized pot, and abortion. Mm-hmm. Meaning this is more important to us than no, I, I know what, what, what plagues everybody else. I, I know what that meant. Okay. Yeah. I, I did, thought that was pretty good and spot to, on. You didn't have to explain well, that. I thought I would. No, abortion is already legal. Uh, it's already legal. Abortion yeah. is uh, already they've got, legal. Yeah, they've, got, they've got nothing to do. There's no further Pri- work priorities, to do for the Priorities life. is what I'm, what I'm getting at. Well, Walls's priorities are whatever he's told they should be. Okay, we also need to remember, Winkler writes, that cannabis does create some risks and taxes paid by cannabis users should be dedicated to reality-based drug education, impaired driving detection, chemical dependency treatment, and mental health recovery. Cannabis should pay for itself and support recovery for the many people harmed by more dangerous drugs. But, but marijuana is a gateway drug to more dangerous drugs. Oh, We've been it told is, that huh? for a hundred years. Yeah, sure it is. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody that smoked a joint is now laying in the gutter, looking for a dirty needle to shove between what their toes. The, uh, what was the the show? Well, listen, you listen, you bullshit. wasted wastrel. You can <laughs> you 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 can go and smoke all the dope you want. I don't care. You're you're a, the point I'm making is obviously escaping you. There there is. The hypocrisy here no, is I, incredible. I address that, Joe, and they're yeah. eating gummies. Yeah. And that's what—that's the answer they're going to give you. Joe, is this stem from when they made you watch Reefer Madness? Is it, that what it's, some well, of this is actually reminding me a lot of Reefer Madness. Yeah. And you, you know how her, um, weed leads to heroin the same way uh, uh, dancing leads to uh, all-out orgies. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, you go to a dance, the next thing you know, all the clothes are going to fly off and random strangers for the next yeah, six well, hours. Well, I hope the apartment you live in uh, has a plug-in for your electric vehicle. <laughs> Do you guys know what Zinger. year Reefer Madness originated? I think in the 30s. Oh, wow. I never would have guessed that. Okay, you did yeah. know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, was, it was all a big... Do you, do you know the story about criminalizing weed? No. Oh, it was all idiots because they hated the Mexies. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it, it was all about Mexicans and... Yeah, it was basically racial. Minnesota <laughs> Get needs Ken a, Burns on that one, Such. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota needs a single cannabis marketplace, not a patchwork of regulations from local governments that will guarantee that an illegal market for cannabis continues. We have to create a... This is Winkler. We have to create a successful legal market. We need regulations to be res, reasonable and not arbitrarily burdensome. And we should not set taxes at such a level that the new legal industry cannot thrive. In other words, we're going to do everything possible to make this as smooth as anything. What I heard there is... But don't you ever buy cigarettes, man. No, what I heard there is they want to try to keep the prices down because from what I've read, 
every state that has legalized weed also still has a very, very strong illegal weed market just due to the prices mm-hmm. uh, over the counter. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that. I really have no deep thoughts other than the hypocrisy is, is just overwhelming. And I just don't know how they continue to get away with their anti-smoking position when they're the same people demanding that we have legal marijuana. I just don't get it. But a big part of it, though, is just another revenue stream for these people. Cigarettes is a revenue stream. Well, that's, I guess, what I'm getting at. Don't you think that's the big push for this from, from the DFL? Apparently. The apparently. Okay. That's how I read it. And there's equity questions, too, you know. you got to be equitable. Oh, sure. You but know, just in think every community uh, meeting we've held. Just think rights. if you're a GLer that... You know, let's say you live in Nebraska or New Mexico or California, and you're coming to visit to go to your very first GL town council meeting. Yeah. <laughs> that means you don't have to sneak weed on the plane, yep. and you don't need to make a, worry about making an illegal score when you get to Minnesota. You can just, you know, stop in Bloomington at go the shop. Go to the store. Yeah, get yeah. a bunch if and then go to the GL thing. Only we knew a guy that worked at the airport. Can you imagine how much weed has been seized at MSP? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Would it be? Well, I would imagine so. We'll have to ask Rook tomorrow. I in mean, every, we'll in every community meeting we held, Winkler writes, many Minnesotans brought up the racial disparities I'm caused by... all that. Can I read this? <laughs> Without interruption? Sorry. In every community meeting we held, many Minnesotans brought up the racial disparities caused by cannabis prohibition. We want those communities harmed by our criminal prohibition to participate in the success of the legal marketplace. We want businesses started and run by people of color to have a chance to thrive in this market. Okay, so instead of uh, the liquor store causing problems at... uh, Lindale and whatever, we're going to have a marijuana store causing problems. I don't see how you can this. I don't see this having a happy ending. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I don't care if you smoke it or don't smoke it, but don't give me your BS about secondhand cigarette smoke. Don't give me your BS about no cigarette smoking. Uh, Don't give me your BS about how virtuous you are for supporting non-smoking if you're behind this. When I was in uh, Colorado, everybody was happy. The cowboys, (laughs) the the miners, uh, the hippies. Very chill. Everybody was very chill, Such very chill. I aired during our week off. It really wasn't a week off. It was three days off because uh, Thursday and Friday were holidays uh, in the Hubbard Empire. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but I aired, and I and I have great excuses. None of them will mean any difference to EcoFund because I said I was going to get to EcoFund last oh, week. You didn't, and get I didn't. There. But look, I have a lot to look forward to between now and Christmas to get to EcoFund Motorsports in either Forest Lake or Burnsville, where I can find electric bikes and scooters, uh, all on sale prices for Christmas. Over a hundred youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock, ready to wrap and place under the tree. They'll keep it for you until Christmas. If you pay for it then, they'll say, well, we'll keep it for you. Then you pick it up when you need it. 
Uh, they've got the golf carts on sale. They've got the full-size ATV with the plow blade, which sounds like we'll need tomorrow as much as five inches of snow Ooh. is forecasted for the uh, metro area. I don't know about outstate. Zero percent financing for one year on all products in stock. Great apparel, too. Great helmets, great service. This is EcoFund Motorsports. In uh, Forest Lake, a new store opened this summer on Highway 97, immediately west of Interstate 35E. You can't miss it. And a uh, store that opened as well this summer in Burnsville on the service road of life uh, near County Road 42 and 35W. EcoFund Motorsports, your one-stop shop for Christmas. And find out more at EcoFundMotorsports.com. All right, speaking of Thanksgiving, it's in the rearview mirror. No more excuses. Get that garage door repaired today and do it with the best. And that's my friends at Rise and Shine Garage Doors. They do residential, commercial repairs and installations of all things related to the garage door and the opener. And that's important. See, I just needed the opener replaced, and they did it for me. It was that simple. Perfect five-star rating on Google and Yelp for my friends at Rise and Shine Garage Door. And that's because customer service... Well, that's their number one priority. They always give options to people. They don't do high-pressure sales. They let the customer choose from the different solutions that are best for them. And Josh and Alex are the local family owners of Rise and Shine Garage Doors, and they're GLers. They give an automatic 5% discount for seniors and military and AAA members, and all of their employees are certified technicians. That's right. They don't hire ding-dongs off the street like me. No, they hire the best. And maybe you're not inside the metro area. That's all right, because they're expanding to areas Rochester, Mankato, St. Cloud, Northfield, even parts of western Wisconsin, they will take care of you. Don't forget to ask about the Rooster Club membership, by the way, that includes a tune-up on an annual basis. So here's what you do. Pick up the phone and call 651-300-3252. That's 651-300-3252. Or just visit their website, callriseandshine.com. Again, 651-300-3252. Please let the folks at Rise and Shine know that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. See foam motor treatment, engine treatment, it helps lubricate and keeping helps keep the moving parts of your internal combustion engine moving properly and smoothly. It stabilizes fuel, controls the small amount of moisture that shows up, it preserves ignition vapors so that uh, that engine, it wants to start. Uh, and Seafoam, you know what Seafoam's pitch should be? It should be, don't work harder, work smarter, because that's what Seafoam does for you. Uh, so basically, that means if you use Seafoam on the regular, uh, it's, you know, you're brilliant. I, I just have to tell you right here and now, you're brilliant. But if you're lazy or forgetful and you don't use Seafoam until the situation is dire, well, I sorry, but that's also brilliance uh, because seafoam used in a panic when the engine is stumbling or worse yet, not even starting, that can bail your lazy butt out of a bind. It's just amazing. Oh, and uh, BTW, the seafoam deep creep, that stuff can undo the harm and the rust that misuse inflicts. Coat that rusty junk with deep creep. Let it do all the work for you. Again, brilliant. Very easy to find seafoam, convenience stores, auto parts stores, knack hardware stores, big box stores, wherever. 
They're our own local company with a global reach and a true miracle in the world of bad gas, Seafoam. Stacy, the GL geologist, weighs in. Uh oh. She'll be at the town council meeting, by the way. Nice. Oh, uh, mother is really rumbling in Hawaii. Uh, yeah, I saw that. The volcano has uh, erupted, and uh, it hasn't erupted since 1984, Mauna Loa. And uh, the alert level is at a warning. And the current aviation color code is red. So this baby is going. Uh, Wait a second, Such. Didn't we just have a big volcano eruption west of there last week? I believe Stacy sent us something on that. Uh, well, it, Guam? It, ha- it could happen everywhere. No, I know we talked about it. I looked it up on the map. Guam or something like that. Yeah. The lava yeah. flows will most be will mostly be confined within the caldera walls. However, if the eruptive vents migrate, lava flows may move, may move rapidly down slope. So uh, at this point, it doesn't sound like they're panicked for people, but it could develop that way. And uh, she called this last week. That might be what you're thinking yeah, of when the, she the said northern, there was earthquakes all over the region. That's what it was, the yeah. northern Mariana Islands. Where, yes. Where was that? This is in Hawaii. My, my fear is Guam. that uh, the I whole island will uh, become so overly populated <laughs> that it will tip over <laughs> and uh, Like a party barge. Yeah. <laughs> like my pontoon on uh, July We don't 4th. anticipate that. We don't anticipate that, sir. Like my party barge. <laughs> just, it just flipped. Right. What yeah. are you going to do? Well, it's because there's Do you guys so like daylight populated. savings time? I don't mind Not it. Not necessarily, no. Well, it's racist. Oh, it is. Oh, oh of yeah. course it is. Well, it's racist. So now daylight savings time has become political. Oh, absolutely. And this is according to... Uh, <laughs> wow. CNN, a number of emailers, uh, Kelsey was on this, and Jordy was on this. and CNN health reporter Jacqueline Howard... Wrote an article for CNN. I can find no other uh, source for this. I have to find this. And it's called Daylight Savings Time Sheds Light on Lack of Sleep's Disproportionate Impact on Communities of Color. Oh, my God. Light light itself. The light of God in nature is in itself racist. Disproportionately, explain that to, to me, please. How? Well, I'm going to make an attempt to. God, you're uh, not kidding. I'm seeing no, it right here on no. their website. As the U, as the United States rolled back the clocks one hour this month to observe the end of daylight saving time, many people got a bit more sleep than usual, but some not as much as others. And we have growing bodies of evidence, uh, according to this woman who offers no uh, indication of that. Uh, Growing bodies of evidence that show that lack of sleep and sleep disorders, such as apnea, remain more prevalent in black, Asian, and Hispanic or Latino communities. And these inequities can have long-term detrimental implications for physical health. See, but only black people would get that, or Latino people. No white person in uh -uh. the history of the world has ever had apnea. Well, that's because you have privilege. Doesn't happen. White privilege. Now, some sleep researchers, all of whom, of course, are unnamed, worry about the potential effects that the continuing, that continuing to change standard time twice a year results in sleep health inequities. 
<laughs> See? Honest to God. As for the inequities seen in sleep health, it's not that white adults don't use, don't also experience a lack of sleep and its health consequences, but people of color appear to disproportionately experience them more, and that's believed to be largely due to social systems in the United States. See? Uh Of course. Yet the racial and ethnic disparities in sleep duration appear to be getting worse. A study, because you got to have a study. Absolutely. A study published in April in the medical journal JAMA Network found that among more than 400,000 adults in the U.S. between 2004 and 2018, the prevalence of short and long sleep duration was persistently higher among those who were black and Hispanic or Latino. Short sleep is less than seven hours a day, and long sleep is more than nine hours. Hmm. Among those uh, social conditions, I guess, are housing and noise pollution, light pollution, air pollution, stress from different sources, including racial discrimination, and jobs or working conditions, meaning that the convergence of all those factors may explain why getting the recommended amount of sleep may be less common among black adults than among white adults. Uh, well, I don't sleep well, and I'm white. Yeah, well, um, you don't count. I pulled up Jacqueline Howard's Twitter account. Yeah, she's a CNN reporter. And every article she has posted yeah. is about race. For instance, on October 20th, <clears throat> There's growing evidence that black heart failure patients are less likely than white patients to get the advanced therapies that they may need. Here's my latest piece. and uh, I think she likes the term growing evidence without supporting it. It has been right. well known, Joe. No, there's another buzzword, well known. It, it's not well known to me. It has been well known that black babies are about twice as likely to die as white babies before their first birthday. Now, a new study finds that disparity is even larger when babies are conceived by IVF or other reproductive assistance. Here's my story. She... she well, she's feasting she, off the well, industry. It's an industry, and she's uh, she writes about the industry. Okay, wow. here's your job now. That you're you're a new hire. Here's here's your job. Here's all you have to do: just make crap up. Okay, yeah. just we'll run it. Make this is made up. up. Yeah, daylight is racist. <laughs> I uh, she has one about hearing aids. Hearing aids I are mean, they racist? Oh, are they yeah, racist too? Racist. What the hell? What? What is this? Well, I want to hear more about that. Oh. She'll have oh. the term some studies, growing evidence. Hold on. I, I Most keep people scrolling. know. I keep scrolling. Right. This could, you're right, Such. This could be a drinking game. Yeah, right. It could. It really could. Uh, some people today, say, uh, whoops, take a drink. Starting, starting today, adults in the United States with mild to moderate hearing loss can buy hearing aids at a store online without a prescription exam. <laughs> However, 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 people in marginalized communities do not have that advantage. Here's my latest. Why, Why? Why don't they have that Why? advantage? Because hearing aids are racist. Well, they what's can't to get stop those somebody ads? in a marginalized community from buying a hearing aid? Oh, my God. This is Would it fantastic. be access to the Internet? Um, That's all I can come up with. Well, this, studies show. There's a lot of misinformation. Oh, wait, that, that one's not Okay. Well, Janelle, or this what's your name? This is just Jacqueline Howard. Jacqueline widely Howard. You're an embarrassment. Yeah. Wow. Sleep. If you if you sleep well, that's because you have white privilege, obviously. Um. So, 
this evening, when my uh, roommate says at, at five o'clock, she'll say, "Ah, oh, it's getting dark already." Yeah. I can say to her, well, that's because we hate black people. That's right. right. That's right. exactly because, why. Yeah. That's because yeah. the social construct of this country is aligned against various people of color. Right. Latinos and uh, Hispanic and uh, black people, uh, none of whom can sleep. Just be happy. We, you know uh, what? Because white people control the clocks. Yeah. So that's just be happy is. you're a cracker, honey. That's right. And, so uh, we've discussed this. I can't remember on the show or off the show. But the entire daylight savings in general. Why, why are people so outraged by it? I don't get it. It's, so what? You have to turn your clocks back. And I know, but I think I, I'm, I'm in the camp that wishes that we did not. Just have one time all year so long. So you're saying you want it to... Because s- I think it's racist. But you think it gets dark too early this time of the year? Yes, I do. So you but want it to be... It's different. Is it at standard time? You now? know what? I don't really care. It's different for everybody because in the summer there's nothing worse than going to bed at eight o'clock and the sun is still up. Because I got to get up early. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I, I love that it gets dark at you know between four and five. That's awesome. <laughs> it means I get a couple of hours of darkness before Sleepy I go to bed. Time. <laughs> yeah, and at seven o'clock uh, we always look at each other and say it's only seven o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know you can think you you can say well I've heard everything. But you never have heard everything. No. Well, you have people actually getting a paycheck from CNN to come up with this drivel. You haven't heard any. If 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 light itself, if daylight itself is racist, then what what could not be racist? Sun. If the sun is out, that's racist. If it isn't out, that's racist. If it rains, that's racist. It, it's there's no end. You're we right. could play a game at the uh, at the town hall yeah. meeting. Um, it would be r- real headline or the onion, because that's how absurd life is. Right. Gotten. Daylight saving time sheds light on lack of sleep's disproportionate impact on compute on communities of color. So, daylight savings time is racist, according to CNN. Uh, I don't sleep well. I wonder what Jacqueline Howard would say about me. Well, that's your white guilt keeping you awake. Maybe that's it. Yeah. And we all know that it's an industry, and we all know that it will not ever uh, have bounds, and we all know the reason why, don't you guys? That's a whole nother long conversation about white privilege and things that you uh, have the privilege of doing that people of color don't have the privilege of. How do I have the privilege of white privilege? Yeah. David, by virtue of being a white male, you have white privilege. Uh, Ariva, I hate to break it to you, but you should have been better prepped. I'm black. (laughs) But but I've asked you a million times, can you find the rest of that? Yeah. I want to know what she ultimately said, that phony. She might have hung up. Gee whiz, isn't that something? You know what? I will dig for that right now. Well, I only asked you two years ago. I know. You're just getting around to it? Yeah. One day. Well, wouldn't it be the same thing they call, like, say, oh, Clarence Thomas or Thomas Selwell or any of those people? What about them? Oh, it'd be the same thing they call them. Uncle Tom or yeah. whatever. Yeah. In... in uh, in Bush's pocket, who Trump's pocket. I hate to break it to you, but you should have been better prepped. I'm black. Okay, then 
I stand See, you went to white privilege. This is the falsehood in this. You went immediately with an assumption. Your people, obviously, or you didn't look. You're talking to a black man they who started out in rock radio in Boston, who crossed the path into hip-hop, rebuilding one of the greatest black stations in America, and went on to work for Fox News, where I'm told apparently blacks aren't supposed to work, but yet you come with this assumption and you go to white privilege. David, That's actually David, insulting. It is, and I apologize because my people gave me wrong information. They, they told <laughs> me the whole no, white people are nuts. That's why. Can, can I apologize and correct the record? I want to apologize. I was given wrong information about you, and I apologize. But based on my but color, white- you were going to something that I was part of. And just to add to it, my family background is white, black. Indian, Arawak, Irish, so Scottish. He's a, no, I mean, he's a normal so American. Yeah. I'm like the UN when it comes to this. Yeah. And this is part we of all the are. problem with driving a <laughs> narrative around a construct like Does it, okay. My throat hurts when I listen to him. Yeah, he's That's got to hurt. I didn't off. know he worked for a rock station. That made him even cooler. I remember that we did, uh, uh, you did dig that up. Prior, I'll to say today. this though. So, yeah. do you want the whole clip going forward? Well, or just she was cool. Sm- she did what she had to do. I'm sorry. Well, what, what, that doesn't make her cool. That exposes her for what an idiot well, no, she is. But, but wh- no, the idiocy was why was she even talking to the guy? To, to do you, the one thing I don't believe is do you think she has people? God, I no, no, probably not. I think she was blaming these mythical people who don't exist on her own. Um, you know, being ill-prepared. Do, do you want to know how cryptocurrency works? Nah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Reavers, you have some familiarity with cryptocurrency. Is it like, I, I Reavers, is it like PayPal? I used to be on PayPal. I'm not anymore. Yes, but not really. Well, Bill Stein sent me this. I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's his. I think he got it somewhere. Uh, not long ago, a merchant found a lot of monkeys... Oh, boy. That live near the village. All right. One day he came to the village saying he wanted to buy the monkeys. And he announced that he'd pay, he would buy the monkeys for 100 bucks each. The villagers thought the guy must be crazy. How can somebody buy stray monkeys at $100 each? Still, some people caught monkeys and gave it to this merchant, and he gave them 100 bucks for each monkey. All right. Okay. The news spread like wildfire, and people caught monkeys and sold them to this guy. After a few days, he said, I'll buy those monkeys for $200 each. And the villagers ran around like crazy to catch the remaining monkeys, and they sold those monkeys to this guy for 200 bucks each. And he's got all these monkeys now. He paid 100 bucks for the first wave of monkeys. Then he paid 200 bucks. Then the merchant announced, I'll tell you what, I'm going to buy the monkeys for $500 each. Wow, that's a lot of money. And the villagers, you know, they couldn't even sleep. They were so excited. They caught six or seven monkeys, which was all that was left. They got 500 bucks each. All right. Now they're waiting for the next announcement. What's this guy going to do? And he said, well, I'm going on holiday next week. But when I come back, I'll buy the monkeys for $1,000 each. Holy mackerel. He also said, I'm putting this employee in charge, and he'll take care of the monkeys until I get back. Then he went on holiday. Mm -hmm. 
And the villagers were frantic and sad because there was no monkeys left for them to sell at a grand apiece, as was promised by the merchant. Then the merchant's employee contacted them and said, I got an idea. I'll secretly sell you these monkeys at 700 bucks each. Thinking they're going to make 300 And the news spread like wildfire again. And they said, well, the merchant's merchant promised that when he came back he'll buy these monkeys for a grand each they would each achieve a $300 profit per monkey he already lost me the next day the villagers queued up near the monkey cage the employee sold all the monkeys for 700 bucks each the rich bought monkeys in large lots the poor borrowed money from monkey lenders I'm sorry money lenders and bought the rest of the monkeys (laughs) The villagers took care of their monkeys and waited for the merchant to return, but nobody came. (coughs) Then they ran to find the employee. He was not to be found. Hmm. The villagers Hmm. then realized that they had been duped, buying useless stray monkeys for 700 bucks each and were now unable to sell them. This monkey business is now known, known as Bitcoin. It will make a lot of people bankrupt and a very few people filthy rich in this kind of monkey business. Okay. So wait a minute. That's not an awful analogy. So the guy goes on vacation. Mm -hmm. The employee sells all the monkeys they had purchased. Yep. Sells them for $700. For $700. Mm -hmm. The only thing, though, that the people that got in on the game very early on made significant money. Not these monkey buyers. Maybe not the people that got into the game late, like the monkey buyers, but well, the monkey buyers got in on the ground floor for a hundred bucks each. They were being paid a hundred bucks for their monkeys. Right. And then the guy said, "I'll tell you what, I'll give you two hundred bucks for these monkeys." But I mean, the first few days or whatever, up to five hundred apiece, everybody's happy. Why not? You know, this is like the Price is Right. All I you can know take is your five hundred dollars and go. Have anything to do with it? No, listen. You can either take your five hundred and go home, or yeah. you can bet it all on window number three. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't invest in crypto. Well, some made. Like I said, I'm, I'm sure some people did. Uh, they're the employee who went off on vacation and never to return. There you go. Yeah. And then they resold the Bitcoin to the uh, to the monkeys. You know, it's a better investment. Anything. The, the slush buster. Yes, it is. That's the best invention you can invest in right now. And Garage Logic, we'd like to welcome our new partners with the slush buster. Invented right here in Burnsville, Minnesota by Dave Pounds, a loyal GLer. See, Dave got tired of all the corrosive slush that was rusting his cars and damaging his garage floor. And the old broomstick and boot that was used to remove the slush, well, that just wasn't cutting it anymore. So... Here comes along the Slush Buster, which is designed and assembled in Rogers, Minnesota. It's the only device on the market that is specially designed to remove that slush. It will greatly reduce the slush that damages your vehicle and garage floor, but it's also going to reduce the ice formation that can cause slips and falls that can injure you and your family. And GLers, we know you take good care of your vehicles and your garage, and the Slush Buster is going to help out with both. Dave and his wife will show some support for the Slush Buster today. You can learn more. Order yours online at slushbuster.us. Joe, that's slushbuster.us. It's also available on Amazon. And you can purchase them at any one of the 21 Fratelloni's hardware store locations or also at the Wellna Ace Hardware in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. That's right, the slushbuster.us. You'll need them tomorrow. 
Five inches of snow? Mm-hmm. Now's the time to order your slush buster. So place your order today with Dave and the crew and let them know you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. The Canopy Group is an insurance agency that is unique by offering 16 carefully selected companies for home and auto insurance. And we're going to throw this holiday analogy at you. Would you be satisfied if the only dessert you could have this season was fruitcake? Not me, I wouldn't. That would be like having one agent representing one company. Meanwhile, your neighbor creates this dessert exchange with 40 family members. It's going to be great. You could have a fun family exchange with desserts like divinity peanut brittle fudge cutouts gingerbread all of that good stuff at the canopy group we get that it is all about options that's why our insurance agency offers 16 companies in addition we have 40 licensed elves i think those are agents working behind the scenes to assure you always to have the best coverage at the best price remember our clients average saving is over 800 dollars per year this holiday season don't get stuck with just the fruitcake Get options. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com today. Truth, Justice, and the Souchere. Marshall Tucker Band on the GL Podcast. Been a long time since I've <laughs> rolled a big fatty. But it's now becoming legal in Minnesota. No reaction on no him. No wonder is, you only play the tambourine. Is his head? Are, are your headphones turned off? I was watching a rhino flip a car over. <laughs> He's worse than my kid. <laughs> and you criticize me for yeah. watching two movies. Uh, Carl sent me an email. Never tailgate a rhino. <laughs> What the hell? Wow. <laughs> it comes with music. Uh, big, big, big year-end sale in progress right now, Maple Grove Lock and Safe. It's a progressive sale in progress. Let me mansplain this to you. Spend $999 to $1299, get a $50 in-store instant hey. rebate and a $50 mail-in rebate. $1,300 to $1,999, it's $75, and it goes all the way up to $8,500 and up where you'll make uh, $350 instant savings and a $300, $350 mail-in rebate. What's what's that come out to? Three uh, times seven, two, six, six plus six, 50 uh, plus 50. That's $700? Yep. Yep. Wow. Uh, and like always, professional delivery and insta- uh, installation always available at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Hell, I say it's advisable. But, you know, you be you. Liberty Safes, that, that's what we're talking here. Uh, the best made safes in the entire world, made in the U.S., um, transferable lifetime warranty. You can look them up on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com, then stop into the Maple Grove showroom, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. Take advantage of this progressive sale. It's actually just a rebate offer, it's not so much a sale. You pay regular prices, but boy, do you get cash back. Yowza! Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and then open 24 hours a day on that previously mentioned website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Downing thinks I've, inge- I've invented a new gender. Oh, what that? Remember we were talking about all the genders available to yes. you in San Francisco if you mm-hmm. want to get the free money mm-hmm. that the taxpayers have to work for? Uh, 
He said a lot of those didn't sound like genders. They sounded like personalities, lifestyles, hobbies, even fashions, but not genders. And it occurred to me that the old mayor may have been decades ahead of the game on this. Could it be that modern, caring, sensitive male is simply another gender? Oh, wow. Uh Yes. And he says, show me the money. He thinks he should get paid for that. Well... (laughs) He's I not bought wrong. a pumpkin this year. He, he's not wrong, but he's not getting paid. <laughs> Modern, caring, sensitive male. Let's see. If I remember right, though, you were mocking that. Of course I was. Speaking of San Francisco, somebody did a side-by-side video of Black Friday. Remember, Nancy Pelosi has done a lot for San Francisco. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Did a side-by-side of basically the same three-block stretch of what in 2019 was a very, would it be robust? Yes. Festive Black Friday in downtown San Francisco to last week. Really? How did did it look? It's eerie. It almost looks like it was a made-up Hollywood set. Wow. And that's just in three years. Think of that. Watch the movie Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with Spencer Tracy. I I did recently. Yeah, and uh, some, there's some wonderful shots of San Francisco. Mm. Oh. Of driving into San Francisco no. when it was a real city. I've also watched in the last week, they've been playing over and over and over again, Bullet. Well, you can't beat Bullet either. One of the world's great car chases. And yeah, but if you watch it enough, you see a lot of inconsistencies. Like you see the same green VW bug four different times in allegedly four different places right. when all it was was four different cam- camera angles of the same scene. Well, the, that uh, I, I don't like anyone who poo-poos that car scene. I'm sorry, you're wrong. And, and then uh, what, was, uh, what was he chasing, a charger? Yeah. In one scene, the charger's all beat up in the front end, and then the next scene, the charger is pristine. I'll have and, to look and, at it again. And, you've and got these, my curiosity. Well, these are things you only see when you've watched a movie way too many times. But also great scenes but, of San Francisco. But um, a must when you're watching Bullet, the sound has to be way up. Oh, yeah. Just to hear the sound. 211. Spinal that Mustang. Style. Yeah, yeah. It sounds uh, so the, good. Uh, the video I was referencing to, and I, this might be a we don't know that, but it's certainly believable, that the San Francisco, uh, what would you call it, um, retail space or San Francisco, the non-residential parts of downtown has yeah. a 70% uh, occupancy, vacancy. Vac- vacancy. Thank you. Wow, seventy percent. Wow, because people just said, "Bleep it, we're out of here." Huh. Closer you get to the country's tallest building. Thank you, Nancy, for all of your work. Double secret emergency with the traveling Lymans. Oh no, they're in no. Eden Prairie. Oh no, are they back for the there holidays? There have been some travel location changes. Uh, Tom is having email issues. This is Jessica writing. Uh, there's an explanation as to why we ended up back in Minnesota instead of the Seychelles on a cruise, but it's an unbelievably convoluted story found at this link. And you can go to Worldwide Waftage and uh, read it. It's a shocking and totally unexpected situation. We aren't in the Seychelles on the cruise, and it explains why. It's I don't not think tragedy. anyone's in trouble or anything. It's not tragedy, right? No, it doesn't sound okay, like it at all. Good. All right. Good. Worldwidewaftage.com. On this day in 1850. Today is November 28th. Aaron Goodrich, Minnesota Territory's first Supreme Court justice, was accused of adultery. 
An effort to impeach him failed that President Millard Fillmore exercised his executive power to remove Goodrich from office in 1851. Well, we have a Goodrich Ice Arena. We have a Goodrich Street. Uh, should we, if this fellow was a ne'er-do-well? Well, well is, did anybody ask his wife? Maybe she was okay with yeah. it. You know, gets him out of her hair. In 1882 on this day, <laughs> what happened? Are you reading about worldwide waftage? No, no, oh. I'm not. I'm laughing at Kenny. Uh, November 28th. On 1882 on this day, trader and town founder Alexander Fairbo died. We uh, make the news a lot, don't yeah, we? Yeah. In 1835, Fairbowl set up a post in what would become his namesake town, and in 1853, he built the town's first frame I, house. I, I, I don't want to rip you, Chris, but I don't get it. I don't what, either. I don't well, either, and I'm from there. It, it doesn't seem that, you know, remarkable. <laughs> Although the day, house itself, I will say that I've been in there many times. It's right there. next to the Senex gas station right on Highway 60. It's but, actually pretty cool to go in and see. I mean, you don't have a ball of twine. You don't have a big musky. You don't no. have Paul Bunyan. No. You don't have big Ole. No. You don't have a big giant cow on a post or, right. uh, by the freeway. Well, what do you got? You, you got something for me? We got, got a historic. Savings, we got a historic downtown. It's pretty neat. Uh, we got a ballpark that I love personally. It's one of my favorites in the state. Uh, we got uh, got a Carbonis. On this day in 1905. <laughs> November 28th. <laughs> the freighter Kinda Matafa wrecked near the lighthouse in Duluth Harbor during a storm that sank 18 ships Ooh. on the Great Lakes in a 24-hour period. The crew suffered terribly from the cold winds of the storm and nine froze to death. I think Kurt Brown wrote a book about this. Really? Yeah. So the, this morning, one of the news channels, it was either five or nine, was running over and over again scenes of people surfing on Lake Superior. Oh boy! And in one shot, they show they show them paddling out. And then the next shot, they're they're surfing in. But then they show the water crashing onto giant boulders. Well, that's the shoreline there. Well, how do these dum dums get past the boulders when they they're coming in? They oh, just you just go down the side there. Turn on the three horse Johnson right. and motor past them. Get this: the Matafa was rebuilt and continued to operate until 1966. Hmm. What a bunch of cheapskates! Holy mackerel! And on this day in 1922, Lake of the Woods County was established. Why did they just drive around the wall? Well, they did. They went around the boulders, and, <laughs> and there was some sand they could land on. Why didn't they just drive around the damn wall? I was. My geography was a bit well, fouled up there, wasn't it? It, it? it happens. It'll happen. What are you going to do? <laughs> Why don't they just drive around yeah. it? GLers, rocking. We'll see you Wednesday. At but we'll also see you tomorrow. That's We're here right. tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. Tattersall, if you haven't signed up for the Garage Logic Town Council yet, now's your chance to do it before you can RSVP for the GL first ever Town Council members only meeting at Tattersall in River Falls. 4 to 6.30 p.m. RSVP now at garagelogic.com. And as long as you're online, why don't you subscribe to the GL YouTube channel because there we are posting daily content for your amusement. And follow us on all of our social media channels, which is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll see you Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, we'll see you later today. I don't know.